Welcome to episode four of Diego Maradona, the Dubai Years, a five-part podcast series from The National. Looking back to the time when one of football's all-time greats took UA football by storm. I'm Paul Radley, sports writer for The National, here again with John McCauley, the football writer. This week, we'll be taking a close look at what it was like to be managed by one of the sport's most effervescent characters. Speaking to a number of players who played with him during his time here, chief among them was Mariano Donda, an Argentine midfielder who was handpicked by Maradona to come here join him on the other side of the world for his new challenge in the Middle East. Pretty decent choice because he scored a hat-trick on his debut. John, our first guest, Mariano Donda, an interview that you did with him. Absolutely fantastic. I was in awe of this interview. Um, Can you just explain a little bit more about Mariano? As we've said, midfielder from Argentina came across with Maradona, but there's a bit more to it than that, isn't there? Yeah, so Mariano grew up in Buenos Aires and he told us himself that he would, would be out on the streets playing football as, as every aspiring footballer does and he, he'd be shooting from range or taking free kicks and he'd be screaming that he was Maradona and he said he had a Pocket Juniors t-shirt with Maradona's name on the back. So as most people around that time in, in Argentina absolutely adored Maradona. So then he was having his best season, he had said, for a team in the Argentine First Division called Godoy Cruz. And he had scored in what proved to be his final match. And he was saying he was sitting on the team bus on the way back and his phone rings. So he, he checks the phone, doesn't know the number. And the voice on the other side of the, the line says, yeah, it's Diego. Yeah, Diego right. Maradona. <laughs> <laughs> and Donda said the very first thing he did was hang up. He thought it was one of his mates messing about. You know, j- just completely out of the blue. And again, someone that he's, he's grown up absolutely fascinated by. So he says, you know, a couple of minutes pass or whatever, and then the phone goes again, it's Maradona, actually explaining, no, I'm Diego Maradona. So that was his introduction. Diego Maradona said he wanted to take him, as you said, hand-picked by, by the Argentine. He wanted to take him to Al Wassel. Maradona had just been appointed as the Al Wassel manager, which was a, a shock, as much a shock as Mariano getting a phone call as, <laughs> as, uh, to all of us here whenever Maradona got appointed as, as manager of Al Wassel. So Mariano was saying that... Um, he got home, told his mum that, that Diego had called. And his mum was, who's Diego? <laughs> <laughs> had to explain to his mum. And then he said that there were just floods of tears from the whole family. So a really, really sweet story of the way that came around. And as Mariano put it, he said, you know, my life changed from that moment. He said it really changed. He, he was 29 at the time. He actually had a contract offer from River Plate. Which, so grew up wearing the Boca Juniors t-shirt, but has a contract offer from, from their arch rivals in, in Argentina. And he said, on one hand, he had that contract. And on the other side, he had this phone call from Maradona saying, do you want to come to Dubai? And as it transpired, handily enough for us, he, he chose to go with Diego in Dubai. And th- this is Mariano's thoughts on what it was like playing for Diego Maradona. Maradona was a great coach. It surprised me because I thought Maradona was a legend. Maradona was the best friend of his friends. He grew up in a in a poor place and after 15 years he became millionaire he lived more years like millionaire than poor what I can expect with Maradona's coach he was really great the problem of Maradona maybe was his people who was around him but Maradona was active on the on the on the beach uh, he speak fluently with people he came on time. He tried to speak with all people. 
all the time. He was a normal person. He really worked well. He was a, a, it's difficult to, to speak in the past, but he was a really good coach. A really good coach. Maradona, as, as we've been told in, in previous episodes, uh, he used to come to training in Ferraris and Porsches, and he lived a completely different life to anyone, let alone his teammates or, or the players that he came to coach. But he still sort of had that common touch. Everybody said that about him, that he always retained this empathy with sort of people from the background that he, he originated from, whatever it happened to him in the rest of his life. And also in John's interview, Mariana provides this really compelling insight into how football can change the life of a player. Um, and Mariana himself was so thankful to Maradona for what he did in, in bringing that about in his own life and for that of his family. My parents worked to, to buy me shoes, clothes, gave me money to, to take the bus, to eat in the middle of the day. My father was several months without work and my mother started to work in another place from 9 p.m. until 4 a.m. So uh, when, when Maradona called me, I felt that on that time I'm going to help them they support me a lot. So on that time when I received Diego's call, a new period of our life is going to, to start. It's, it's, I felt, I start to cry with her, with her but a lot. I, I cry a lot. So yeah, as Mariano describes, they're an extremely emotional time, not just for him, but for the whole family. Mariano had played outside Argentina before. He, he had spent some time with Bari in Italy. But even this was a world away again from Buenos Aires, where he, he was born and he grew up. And that's not just in regards to another type of football, which would be completely different to what he was used to. But it was the whole experience of making the move to the UAE, this, this one big final move in his career. And it just so happened as well that Mariano arrived during Ramadan. So you could imagine that that just added to the feeling that this was something that he hadn't encountered before. I phoned my mother, my, my father. I gave them the notify that maybe I'm going to, to go to Dubai. And they say, what is Dubai? Uh, Dubai? Uh, I, I, we opened the computer and we saw which kind of country I'm going to visit on that time. And it was incredible to, to, to arrive in a place like Dubai. It was incredible. I, I was two or three months without talking, just looking the building. I entered to the dressing room and one people gave me three towers. And I say, why three towers? One on the floor and two with, for me. And I say, no, eh, give me just one. And other people prepare my coffee. I say, what is this? No, no, no. I prepare my own coffee and I offer you one coffee. We can talk about life with a coffee. He said, Mariana's described there that he's come to this place that he knew nothing about, but he's starting to understand Dubai. And then he tells a, a nice anecdote about when he first came into contact with Maradona as well. Yeah, so you can imagine this huge build up to this massive life change for him. And, and now he's finally arrived and he's, he's going to meet the guy that he described to us. He said that he, he thought Maradona was a human who came down from heaven, <laughs> which, is, which is a pretty amazing quote in itself. And to give it a little bit of background in terms of where Mariana was in his career, he had struggled quite a bit with, with knee injuries and he had, to the extent that he had actually told Maradona whenever he was, before he was signing, before, whenever he was agreeing to the contract, he said to Maradona, look, I, I have these problems that might affect my training, etc. 
And apparently Maradona told him, look, no worries. I, I played 10 years with issues with my knee. And a week later, Mariano was on the plane to Dubai. And then this is his account of the first time he met Maradona at the club. I went to the, to the gym to do some exercise for me, for my knee. And one time I, I turned around and I saw him coming because I felt his perfume. So I, I, I tried to look on, on his eyes and I said, thank you to, to give me the possibility to come here without signing the contract. I, I, on that time, I, after one week, I signed the contract. I just say thank you to, to give me the possibility to, to, to be here with you. And he answered me, thank you, you to, to press your old club to come here. Because I told him, Maradona, I have, Diego, I have two possibilities to, to, to play. In River Play and with you. If you give me your word, I press to go with you. When I met Maradona in, in, in Dubai, I just say thank you. I swear in a lot. Uh, he paid me my sacrifice to go to another country alone without my family because uh, I was a single player. And I decided to go alone because I cannot bring my father, my parents, my cousin, my, my friend. You have to feel freedom in your life. So I, I, I thank Maradona. I thank him to give me the possibility to grow. I look at him one month like when you met a, a, a girl you like it you know? I saw him one month and I told my friend oh Maradona he gave me uh, one instruction uh, he played with me in a, on the training we shoot free kick after the, after the training I really felt like a teenager I was really happy the 2011 maybe was uh, the most important moment in my career. Maradona, Dubai, the stadium where I played, to learn about another culture, to grow in my economical financial. That kind of life gave me the possibility to help to my brothers. Yeah, as with Mariano there, I think everyone we've spoken to mentioned about the fact they were initially in awe of being around Maradona, but that he actually broke down those barriers pretty quickly and, and with great ease as well. Um, we caught up with his goalkeeper from Awasal, Ahmed Dida. Uh, John, can you tell us a little bit more about Ahmed? Yeah, so Ahmed, he moved to Awasal in, in 2011. He was playing for a team called Al-Shabaab, who are a rival in, in the Arabian Golf League or the UAE Pro League as it was known then. Ahmed was only 22 at the time and he was competing for the national team at the 2011 GCC Under-23s Championship. He's got this pretty momentous time in his fledgling career and then he finds out while he's away that, <laughs> that Maradona is, is going to be his next manager. And Ahmed found out pretty quickly that the Maradona that everyone thought they knew was very, very different to, to who he became familiar with. You know, he's a big he's a big name, so he would come and he thinks he's like, you know, bigger than everyone in his head and try to like be higher than everyone, but, but he wasn't. He wasn't. Even when we used to travel, <clears throat> he used to stay with us in the economy, economy class, you know. He would never leave us. He would say, no, I want to stay with the players. He would never leave us, yeah. yeah. His door was open. His door was open, you know. Like, uh, and we didn't feel 
like this, as I said before, like we didn't feel this, you know, because like this wall between the player and the coach, it was open, he was involved with everything. Yeah, so the manager Ahmed describes there is somebody who would be happy to stay in economy class with his players and didn't have any walls between between him and the players. Um, somebody else who described something similar was Mohamed Al-Nagar, whose association with Maradona began sort of literally as Maradona arrived off the plane in Dubai in 2011. Um, he, he had been working as a trade advisor at the Argentine embassy in Abu Dhabi, but was seconded to Dubai to become well, to help Maradona settle, really, but he became his Spanish-Arabic translator straight from the off because Maradona really took to him. And he was also part of the Maradona's team, basically, when Maradona subsequently, a few years later, became manager of Fajira, which was another surprising appointment. Maradona became the manager in 2017. Mohamed describes here how he took a lot from how Maradona dealt with, with his players, especially one particular moment, John. Yeah, so it was actually at the match that, that Mohamed's talking about here. And Fujera were... At that stage, they were in the, the second tier of UAE football and they had one match left to try and get into the Arabian Gulf League automatically to, to qualify. And they were third in the table at the time and it was to qualify in the top two spots. And they were at home to Corfer Khan. So Fujera take the lead. And then three minutes later, goalkeeper Saeed Sadiq makes an awful error to, to hand an equaliser to the visitors. So from then on, there was a pretty fraught finish, as you could imagine. Maradona kind of getting more and more to the end of his tether on the sidelines. The match then finishes 1-1. Fajera miss out in one of those direct spots for, for promotion. And they were then to go into a two-legged playoff to, to get into the top division. As it worked out, they never got the chance under Maradona. Within hours of that match finishing, Fajera announced on social media that he was no longer the manager. And there began a pretty acrimonious fallout between Maradona and the club. But to take it back to Mohamed, this is Diego's dealing with, with the goalkeeper, Saeed Sadiq, at that time. And it really showed Maradona's man management skills. I learned from Diego in the bad and the difficult moment to be more uh, behind the players, not against them. He never blamed any players. Uh, you remember that much, it was a big mistake from the goalkeeper. And he's the, Diego, the first one he go and give him big hug is the goalkeeper. And he told me, told him, he's not, don't, don't, he, isn't the end of the story. Still, we have uh, one match and we have the possibility. Go on and we can do it. So Fujera did have the possibility to go on and still do it, which they did in the end, but under a different manager. And I remember seeing Maradona through the door of the home dressing room directly after that match and he was completely crestfallen, despite the fact that they still had a chance to, to get promoted through the playoff. And disappointment wasn't confined to Fujera. There were times too at Al-Wassel particularly towards the end where Maradona would obviously become pretty frustrated or disillusioned by, by what was happening at the club and, and on the pitch. But as Ahmed says, Maradona tried to keep that heartache in football terms, at least, away from his players. Sometimes you see, you see it in him, you know, he's like a bit down, a bit upset, but he would never show the players intentionally that he's upset, you know. He would always try to stay away from the players. Maybe in his head he felt that if I show that to the players, that would be a negative, you know, that would give them a negative vibe. So he was always trying to stay away. But that wasn't always easy and not solely for football reasons. Midway through his season with Al-Wassel, his mother died. Um, and Mariano here recounts the fact that while Maradona was heartbroken, he didn't let it distract him from his job and the commitment that he had to his players. We finished uh, one match against Alain. 
outside Dubai, and I think his ex-wife came to the dressing room and told him that his mother dead. They turn around, they start to cry in logical time, and they told us that after five days, he will return. In five days after Madarona's uh, mom died, we had to play uh, an important match. So uh, when his mother died, he returned to Argentina. And they told us that he will be with us after five days. Uh, we trust in his worth. And he came after five days. Exactly. He came with us as soon as he could. And on the next match, on that time, he was with us. From what Mariano says there, it's pretty clear that Maradona had a good grasp of how important it was to be with his players, even the most, you know, in the most extreme times. Subsequently to, to his time in the, in the Middle East, or certainly subsequently to his time with Alwassal, he went to manage a club in Mexico and there was a point where Maradona arrived late for pre-season training there um, and he went off the grid. And people might think that that was what he was like because of the lifestyle Maradona had at points during his, his life and his career. But in actual fact, that could, the, the sense of him you know, going off the grid at times and being difficult to manage himself it sort of didn't really fit. In fact, it couldn't be more different from, from the manager that people have described to us from his time here in the UAE. Here's Mohamed El Nagar again describing how Maradona chastised himself actually for missing one training session um, during his time with Fajira. I think it was the, the best uh, year I worked with Diego in our Fajira club because Diego, during uh, in the pitch between the among the players, he's a real Diego. Uh, I, I like a lot of this this part, this part of his life. Uh, because I saw him, uh, the kind person, with the player, with the, all the people are working in the club, or, with everywhere, everyone. He was very kind um, and uh, responsible. Only one training he missed. You know why? Because some uh, when we were in uh, uh, Netherlands, uh, some uh, brand asked him to make advertisement. So he went in Ajax. Uh, a beach a stadium to film this uh, uh, advertisement it was for bringing and um, he take a lot of time and he come back to the hotel very late the next day morning he couldn't uh, he missed the training and he could be with the player and he punished himself he told all the player all the money that i win in that advertisement i will uh, divide it in all of yours and when he receives the money, he gives me cash all, and I write all the name of the player. You take the money, okay, okay. <laughs> there you're given another example of what exactly made Maradona so popular with his players. It wasn't just his, his rank and his reputation as one of the greatest footballers of all time. I suppose it does help a little bit whenever the players are being rewarded financially, but um, the impact he had on the team w- was, was pretty clear and, and Everyone that we've spoken to has referenced that bond between Maradona and his team. Even still, we shouldn't mask the fact that the results weren't great during his two spells in, in management in UAE. Okay, Fujera didn't lose a league match all season. Believe it or not, they, they won 11 times and drew 11 times from their 22 matches. But Maradona didn't ultimately deliver on his remit, which was promotion to the UAE top flight. Then Alwassel ended in familiar fashion too. The, the club finished eighth in 
the UAE Pro League when it was sixth the season before. There was a suitably combustible conclusion to his tenure when his team lost the GCC Club's championship final, courtesy of a, a really explosive second leg against the Bahraini side, in which they ended the match with nine men. So Maradona was promptly dismissed the following month, 14 months into his two-year contract. We were close, we are so close, you know. I mean, we are there, but uh, whatever happened, like, you know, just change everything. And uh, winning, and Maradona was, as a, as a coach, that was going to be the first, uh, the first uh, trophy for him as a coach, you know. And that would be, that would put al name somewhere in the, you know. But, I mean, it was a difficult moment. It was a difficult moment, especially when he, he was so down after that. He was, like, really down. I remember that he was, uh, you know, the way he was, he came after the game, the way he was, uh, and he didn't even go to take the, take the medal, you know. He was, like, uh, away from everyone. He's, he's passionate. He's everything. He's, like, uh, you know, his uh, football is everything to him, everything. I mean, if he's happy, you know, because of football. If he's sad, because of football. And this, uh, that's how he lived. He had this uh, character that would never change. Again, one trait that never changed, apparently, even if the results were far from desired, was Maradona's connection with his players. Ahmed said just the way Maradona would approach the team said a lot. He would always shake hands or he would dish out hugs or sometimes even give them a kiss on the cheek. He said even something seemingly as trivial as that coming from Maradona was, was huge. He said it was, it was something really big. Ahmed remembers how Maradona would join the players in the jacuzzi after a victory, joking with everyone through his translator, obviously, or, or dancing with, with some of the players in the changing room. And what Ahmed said was that's simply another example of there being no barriers between Maradona and his team. And although he hadn't achieved what he was employed to do, he still left an impression on his players that, quite frankly, nobody else could. First of all, the name, you know, working with Maradona, you felt, you felt uh, yourself, you know, like uh, important. You know, wherever you go, you go to Bahrain to play a game, you see cameras everywhere. Even though it's only because of Maradona, but you're involved, you know, you're part of the team. You know, you, anywhere you go, you see people watching that come to watch everyday trainings, you know, random people. And that was, that was a good vibe, you know, that felt good. Yeah. And I don't think... Uh, that happens with anyone else. Because as players, as I said, like we, uh, we had this name working with us. And that was a big part of our, uh, you know, our game, our, uh, our season. And uh, that was a big motivation. But once this name is gone, then you feel, you know, whoever comes after him, it's not the same, you know? It's not the same, no matter how they try to motivate you, but it's not the same. Everyone we've spoken to has attested life was very different after Maradona was gone from their clubs um, and they still feel so much affection for him and the, and the time that he spent with them at their clubs. Mariano described to us how he felt when he heard the news last year that Maradona had died. Yeah, and bear in mind that Mariano was speaking to us in English, which he learned during the three years he spent in Dubai and hadn't spoken apparently since he left in 2014. But still, he was able to convey his sentiment beautifully here when describing that day back in November when he was back home in Buenos Aires, when he heard that Diego Maradona had passed away. So I, I was at home and I felt like uh, the last immortal died. So after that, all of people who were mortal died a legend in the world. What I had, what I grow, what I can buy to my brothers. Maradona was in the middle of that moment in my life. So the people here, 
was a really sad. We were three or four days without talking, without belief that Maradona is not here with us or was not here with us. He was tired to be Maradona. He would like to be another time Diego, you know. Yeah, the last immortal person, as Mariano described him there, he left a lasting impression on everyone. Next week in the last episode of the series, we'll be delving deeper into those two contrasting personas, so please tune in and subscribe to Recorded by The National on your preferred podcasting app. <laughs>